What we've got here is failure to communicate. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. Tough, unique, bad, bold, and sassy. 60% of the time, it works every time. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Take the pain. Take the pain! Have you ever seen a grown man naked? Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! Today, Junior? It's too late to turn back now. It's the Brian Hanks Show. Indeed it is, indeed it is. Hello, live and on tape from beautiful Whitehall Drive here in lovely Kinston, North Carolina. Today is Tuesday, July the 18th in the year of the Lord 2023. This is episode 898 of the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College. My co-hosts, John Dawson and Jonathan Massey, why uh, they'll be joining me at uh, some point during the show today, but we've got them scheduled to be joining me at the end of the second hour today for the birthday game. Let me tell you something. We've got another great show for you today. And boy, does it have a Carteret County feel to it. Uh, joining us in the first hour is our regular Tuesday guest. He's a news director for the Carteret County News Times at CarolinaCoastOnline.com. He's our NBA and hoops expert. It's Richard Clark. Uh, we're going to get caught up with him on all the basketball happenings that are taking place professionally. We may even talk some college basketball. Heck, we might even talk some uh, some uh, Lenore County basketball, especially with uh, what we did last week with uh, with Coach Wilson and Coach Hill and Coach Harvey. Uh, I'd like to pick his brain a little bit. I don't know if he saw what, exactly everything we did. So, uh, man, I just I just need some verification that I did a good team because I'm telling you, still to this point. Haven't had one person pick my team yet. Uh, <coughs> I've had acknowledgments that, you know, got a pretty good team, but man, I still, anyway, anyway, we'll talk to Rich about all that when we uh, have him on here uh, in about 20 minutes or so here on the show. Uh, kicking off our second hour will be two more folks from the Carteret County News Times. Uh, they help make up the sports department down there for the CCNT and CarolinaCoastOnline.com. And they have a new podcast uh, where I was fortunate to be a guest last week. I've actually had some feedback off that. So uh, it's called the Paper Boys Podcast with J.J. Smith and Zach Nally. And uh, both of them will be making their debut here on the Brian Hanks Show this morning. We're going to talk to them. Tell you what, uh, we're going to start out. I want to talk a lot about the Big Rock and just the importance of it to uh, Carteret County and to Moorhead City and all that. But I just want to... That was quite the controversy at the at the very end of it at uh, uh, this this past one just you know what a month ago or so. So we're going to talk to them about that. We're going to f- just get to know them a little bit. Let me tell you something. JJ Smith has been carrying uh, the torch for small high schools in North Carolina, the one A's, the two A's, against uh, charter schools and against private schools, and he's been doing that for the better part of a decade. It feels like. Or as long as he's been in Carteret County, that's for sure. So very excited to have uh, him on to talk about that. And like I said, get to know JJ and Zach. Uh, I had a lot of fun on their show. If you haven't listened to it yet, I have it uh, tagged on on Facebook and on Twitter. And uh, if you want to get to know your host, Brian Hanks, a little bit, that's a good way to do it because uh, they uh, (coughs) talk to me a lot about my past and 
you know, where I came from and, uh, my hatred for the Carolina Mudcats and just newspapering in general, uh, just a, uh, it was a very good visit. It was a fun visit. They're very good interviewers and I get to turn the tables on them. That's going to be a lot of fun. That's today's show. Then uh, first hour here, Richard Clark, uh, like I said, in about 20 minutes or so, or less than 20 minutes now, about 15 minutes or so. And, uh, JJ Smith and Zach Nally, all three of them from the Carteret County news times, Carolina coast should be a fun show. Mr. Clemens, this show is for you. Okay. Uh, but that's our, uh, that will be our show for today. Let me tell you about the rest of the week too, man. We have got, uh, it's a short week. We're only working till Thursday. We're off Friday and uh, just a gentle reminder, uh, as I've tried to do, uh, several times, we'll do it a few times during the show today and then tomorrow and Thursday, but, uh, starting Friday, we will be off until, uh, Monday, August the 7th. So, uh, just, uh, adjust your plans accordingly. But we will be uh, out of town for uh, a good portion of time, what, for 16, 17 days. So. Uh, but we are winding up this week strong, like I said, with Richard, J.J., and Zach today. Tomorrow we'll have Michael Martin uh, live here in the studio, and I believe he has it squared away. We're going to have John Marshall uh, joining us uh, on the phone tomorrow. And I think we have had, in fact, I'm almost positive, we have had John Marshall on the phone before. Yes, we had him on uh, in December of uh, 2020. Uh, he joined us, and uh, da, 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 da. and in fact, uh, he's been on the show three times. He was with us three times in December of uh, 2020, and uh, just had had a good time with him. So he'll, this will be his first visit back since then. So that'll be, uh, like I said, that'll be a lot of fun. That's in our first hour tomorrow that we'll have uh, Michael Martin and. Uh, John Marshall on, and then in our second hour, it's going to be a really, really nice treat, especially for uh, us native Kinstonians. Uh, we're going to have Allie Warnock and a couple of visitors on. They're going to be talking about Bradfest that is going to be taking place uh, in October here in Kinston, I believe. I'm not exactly sure. It's in October, but we'll get all those details and everything from them. If you remember, Brad Elmore, uh, just a local legend here in uh, Kinston in Lenora County, Passed away uh, a few months ago, three months ago, in fact, and uh, they're just a, a, a gregarious guy, a gentleman that uh, pretty much if you met him, you loved him, just a great guy, and uh, Allie and her visitors, they'll be with us to talk about him. We're going to talk about uh, Bradfest and uh, this big concert that's going to be taking place in October, and I'm pretty sure... Mickey Weatherington and something else are going to be playing in that. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Of course, we'll have Mickey on before that too. But that's tomorrow's show. Michael Martin, Allie Warnock, uh, John Marshall, a couple other visitors. And then on Thursday, it'll be our 900th edition. Number 900 for the Brian Hanks show as we go out in style. Didn't plan it that way, but it's kind of neat the way it's worked out. But uh, Thursday, July the 20th, two days from now, Shane Albee in our first hour, Paul Whittington in our first hour, and then uh, in our second hour, how about Brian North? Uh, it's really neat. I did. A, I had to do a little search to see how he. This will be his twelfth appearance on the show, but he was on our very first show. He was on our one-year anniversary show, our two-year anniversary show, the debut of our two-hour show, and then on our third-year anniversary show too. And what do you know? He's going to be here for our nine hundredth show. So uh, it's really neat having Brian on. Uh, I, I never take it for granted. I know how busy that man is. And how about this? On top of everything, he's on vacation this week. 
and he's going to be joining us, uh, like I said, live uh, from, I believe, from upstate New York on Friday, or I mean on Thursday. So there you go. Uh, again, Richard Clark, J.J. Smith, Zach Nally today, Michael Martin, John Marshall, Allie Warnock, a couple of other visits tomorrow. <laughs> Shane Alvey and uh, Paul Whittington and Brian North on Thursday. And then uh, I will be off to uh, off to vacation after that. So, uh, listen, yes, Mr. Clemens, you're right. Uh, I, I don't know if I can handle all this coolness. Uh, this is awesome. I got to ask you, uh, Greg Clemens, and uh, heck, I ought to call you and ask you about this. But, man, one of the most shocking things in the last couple of days, it was uh, – Already bad enough that uh, a transfer out of the ECU baseball program, one of the big hitters for uh, the Pirates over the last couple of years, and just a very, very good player, Alec Makarevich. Um, we already knew he was leaving, and I had heard the rumors. I've got to admit, I had heard the rumors from uh, a couple of sources that he might be heading to Raleigh uh, to play for uh, NC State, and would you not know they announced it yesterday. Alec Makarevich, one of the, uh, like I said, one of the heavy hitters, one of the best players for uh, ECU, <sighs> turns in his pirate purple and is now going to be a wolfie. He's going to be a, a a wolf pack. And I'm just in shock. I mean, I, I'd love to know what you think there, uh, Mr. Clemens, because uh, that's a pretty big coup for you guys. I mean, a guy that uh, has led this pirate squ uh, squad, uh, again, I I don't understand. I mean, unless it's an NIL thing and he thinks he can make more, or if he is, I guess it's conceivable he's going to make more money off NIL and Raleigh. But goodness gracious, uh, I noticed, uh, man, there were, uh, <laughs> I think they had to shut down one of the threads on uh, on Facebook yesterday because of this. There were, there were the Pirate, Pirate Nation not real happy yesterday with Alec Makarevich, especially a player that, uh, coach Cliff Godwin has given a lot of opportunities to, he had, uh, he's had some times when he was really struggling and coach stayed with him the whole time. I don't know. Like I said, I know pirate nation was upset yesterday. I wonder uh, how happy Wolfpack nation is on getting, uh, Alec Makarevich, but, uh, a big, like I said, that's a pretty big coup for, uh, NC state to uh, get a player that, uh, when he graduates, I'm pretty sure I mean, he, he'll play professionally. He's not going to be a, a rock star or, or a star at the major league level, but uh, he'll definitely play professional baseball, in my opinion. And uh, congratulations, Wolfpack Nation. I guess that's all I can say. And uh, just loyalty, man. I mean, I, I it would be the, and believe me, I would say the same if a Carolina player or a Wolfpack player transferred to one of those back and forth between one of those schools or if. One of them came to ECU, just, I, I don't get it. I just don't get how you can wear the colors of one team for so many years and then switch sides like that. But you know what? Like I said, whether it's NIL, whether it's something that he's wanted to do, it is what it is. But uh, I, I can guarantee you this. I don't. I haven't seen the schedule yet for 2023 or 2024, but I can bet you when uh, NC State comes to visit Greenville, and I believe they do a uh, home and home with each other. Uh, I hope Makarevich has some earplugs because uh, he's gonna he's gonna hear a little bit of it uh, tomorrow or not tomorrow, but uh, next season when uh, when that comes about because uh, there are gonna be uh, a lot of uh, upset people <laughs> about uh, about that transfer there. 
But there you go. Uh, How about this? High school football is almost exactly a month away. In fact, uh, it is. What am I talking about? It is today. It is one month from today, four weeks from Friday, that we'll have high school football. Yeah, 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 Mr. Clemens. I forget that uh, listen to us down in uh, Carteret County. You're about exactly two minutes behind on our uh, 960 the bull feed so i stopped talking about something and then uh then i start getting comments from uh from uh, mr uh, clemens but hey congratulations man you've got a good player makarevich he is going to be uh he's going to be a great player for y'all okay let's talk about high school uh, football uh it is exactly a month away from today uh, man, the first week of games, it is crazy. We don't have a home game. I know that, uh, Jason Bryant and I are supposed to try to get together and it's probably going to have to happen when I get back off vacation, unless we try to do it in the next couple of days, but uh, we're going to try to put a schedule or not try. We're going to put a schedule together, but check this out. The first week of high school football, I- I'd love to go to green central, Jason, if you're listening, but, uh, here are the games, uh, all our teams. Now I haven't seen Bethel Christian Academy schedule yet. They don't have it posted up on Max Preps, but the other schools are all up. Kinston is at South Central, so that's just right over in Winterville. That should be a pretty good game. Uh, with Chris Cherry, the new, the old basketball coach, new uh, football coach over there. That's gonna. I, I kind of like to see that. That might be a pretty good game. But man, North Lenore at Green Central. North Lenore. Goodness gracious, Mr. Clemens, you didn't have to go in all caps on me there. Uh, he said needed a third baseman with Geno Groover leaving, so went for a good replacement. Hey, he's better than Geno Groover, okay? Uh, Alec Makarevich is a great player. But anyway, get back to football. Get back to football here. Uh, Kenston at South Central. North and North is at Green Central. We had Jay Wilson on the show on Friday, and you heard him talking about just all the expectations on the Rams this year. I think that's the game I'd like to go to. South Lenore is at North Johnston. Uh, Parrot Academy, defending state, defending eight-man state champion Parrot Academy. They're at Harold's Christian. That will be an 11-man game. Aiden Grifton is at Wilson Prep. I didn't even know Wilson Prep had an 11-man team, but uh, that's where Aiden Grifton, uh, back under Paul Cornwell again, will be playing. And then, like I said, Bethel doesn't have their schedule up yet. But in past years... Uh, Bethel usually doesn't start for a week or two, uh, after all these other teams. So, but we'll see, we'll see. And let me tell you this, uh, and I know I keep talking about vacation and stuff, but when I get back on August the 7th, will be our first show back. I promise you, we are going to be just, uh, balls to the wall, man, uh, on high school football, because we're going to be in the final two weeks, uh, before high school football, we're going to be in the final two weeks before the, the induction of the 2023 Kansas Lenore County sports hall of fame will be, uh, man, some great inductees there. And just to remind you, listen, get your tickets. Tickets are going fast. And that's not just me saying, Hey, tickets are going, we're adding eight more tables. Uh, because we sold out all the other tickets, so we're adding eight more tables. So do the math there. Eight times eight is 64. If you want to go to this Hall of Fame ceremony, you need to get your tickets now. And the best way to do that is get in touch with me or go to the uh, Parks and Rec Department at the Kinston Community Center and uh, Corey Povar and uh, Charlie Casey. All the boys over there will uh, take care of you over there. But, man, I'm telling you, this is one of the, the best classes. And I've said it, and I hope I don't make anybody mad when I say this, but it is. This is one of the best classes we've ever had. I believe this is our seventh class 
uh, or our eighth class. It's either our seventh or eighth class. And I apologize. I should know that off the top of my head. However, I do know this. I think it's the best class we've had since the inaugural class. I mean, when you look in an alphabetical order, the athletes are Clay Kroom, Craig Dawson, Daryl Goff, Chris Hatcher. Well, just go back. Daryl Goff, the first wrestler inducted. Craig Dawson, the all-time leading uh Score in Kenton High School basketball history. Chris Hatcher, the longest tenured baseball player or Major League Baseball player in Lenora County history. Earl Miller, Charles Shackelford, who uh, you heard uh, Craig Hill talking about this on this past Friday's show. Uh, I hate that we're uh, inducting him uh, posthumously, but hey, we've got him in this year, and that's going to be awesome. A pair of uh, South Lenora rock stars, and Peggy Jean Taylor and Don Whaley. Uh, Don Whaley, the all-time leading scorer in Campbell basketball history when he uh, graduated from there. Uh, Peggy Jean Taylor, one of the greatest coaches uh, in uh, women's sports in North Carolina. Uh, coaches, Craig Hill and Wells Gulledge. Come on now. How can you get better than those two guys? And then from the recreation department, to me, the most important person in uh, Kinsley and North County recreation history, Bill Ellis, will be inducting three teams also, the 1949. I'm sorry, five teams, five teams. Uh, from baseball, the 1949 and 1950 Granger High School teams. Uh, Granger basketball, uh, 1955 and 1956 Granger basketball state championship teams. And then the Atkin High School 1969 team. So I'm telling you guys and gals, uh, some, uh, what a great class, the class of 2023. Uh, it's going to be exciting uh, on August the 19th, Saturday, August the 19th at uh, at the Kinston Community Center. And again, you want to get your tickets, you need to do it now. Get in touch with me. Uh, if you got my digits, hit me up. Uh, in fact, I've got a meeting today over there at 2 o'clock as we're uh, closing in on finishing everything up for uh, this uh, this year's ceremony. <coughs> so that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, ba -ba 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 -ba. Let, let me, uh, before we get into baseball, let me uh, thank Lenore Community College. They are the title sponsor of the Brian Hanks show for 65 years. Lenore community college has helped men and women in our area tangibly improve their lives. LCC's mission is to meet the personal cultural and professional educational needs of its students through affordable, accessible and educational and innovative educational programs. LCC has its main campus right here in Kinston at 231 highway 58 South, but it also has satellite campuses in green County and Jones County. Call LCC at 252-527-6223. Visit their website at lenorecc.edu or visit one of the beautiful campuses in Kinston, Snow Hill, or Trenton to find out how you can change your life today. Fall is coming. Get registered for fall semester. And again, the best way to do that is to call 252-527-6223. And again, thank you, thank you, thank you to Richie Honeycutt, all the folks over at Lenora Community College for being the title sponsor of the Brian Hanks Show. We truly do appreciate them. We appreciate all our day one sponsors. UNC Lenore Healthcare, GoEco Office Automation, Spence Automotive, Woodman Life, and Arundel Parrot Academy. And in fact, uh, let me tell you, Arundel Parrot Academy, the largest independent non-sectarian college prep school in the region, located on a beautiful 80-acre campus right here in Kinston. Parrot Academy draws students from all over eastern North Carolina, including Kinston, Greenville, Snow Hill, New Bern, Goldsboro, Maysville, Trenton, Jacksonville. In fact, if you can hear this signal, if you're listening to this show right now over terrestrial radio, uh, over your your uh, antenna on your vehicle, then let me tell you something. You can send your child 
to the best private school in North Carolina, and that is Rendell Parrot Academy. Send them over here. Uh, Parrot Academy students, students receive acceptances from colleges and universities across the country and around the world. Give them a call at 252-522-4222 or visit their beautiful campus at 1901 Dobbs Farm Road right here in Kinston. Also, uh, thank you to the Kinston Police Department, to the Down East Wood Ducks, and uh, to Chris Hatcher, uh, who is going to be sponsoring a, uh, a pretty cool giveaway in, uh, in August. Let me tell you a little bit about this. This is actually, like I said, this is pretty cool. Chris Hatcher and Elite Land Management are going to be sponsoring a Carolina Panthers giveaway. Each Friday in August, we're going to draw a name right here on the Brian Hanks Show to win a valuable prize from the Panthers. Listen, Jason was telling me about this yesterday. Jason Bryant was. There's autographed helmets, autographed uh, footballs, I believe, game tickets to go see the Carolina Panthers. And uh, thank you to Chris Hatcher and Elite Land Management. They are sponsoring that giveaway every week here. Beginning August 1st, you'll be able to register online at 960thebull and 960thebull.com. So be sure uh, you check. If you're a Carolina Panthers fan, you definitely need to be listening every Friday when we do those giveaways. Okay, we're going to get uh, Richard Clark up here on the line with us. But before we do that, uh, let me. Uh, I do want to get you called up. Uh, Kenson Post 43, their season is complete. Uh, or actually, it's not. What am I saying? I meant to tell you. They're going to be playing uh, Wayne County for the right to be the uh, number two seed out of, of uh, Area 1. So uh, that's going to be a pretty neat situation. Uh, we'll get Tyson. Uh, we'll try to get Tyson on the phone with us here in the next couple of days to talk about that. But uh, I know I was talking to Shane Albee yesterday, and he was he. I didn't even know that. I thought the season was complete, and that's what I said yesterday. But uh, no, they will be with us, uh, or they're going to be playing at least one more game and several more games for the uh, the right to make it to the state tournament. Don't forget that uh, the Down East Wood Ducks uh, they begin a six game series tonight at historic Granger Stadium against the Salem Red Sox. We'll talk more about that during uh, Wood Ducks Wednesday tomorrow. But, again, uh, game one is tonight, and they've got a lot of great giveaways this weekend. Uh, How about the Kinston Kingman last night? i got to give them some love. Uh, uh, Their backs are against the wall. And uh, you you heard uh, Coach say that yesterday, Coach Jackson Massey, the uh, head coach for uh, the Kinston Kingman. He made a point of saying that yesterday, and it's absolutely true. They were 13 and 15, fourth place. They got to finish in uh, second place to uh, make it to the postseason, and they started off in good fashion yesterday as they uh, won uh, a double header. They went down to Fayetteville, and they won last night six to five and 18 to eight. So, congratulations to the Kenston Kingman for uh, winning both those games. They're now 15 and 15 overall, and uh, still a game and a half out of that second place stop, but plenty of chances to uh, play. They've got five games over the next five days. So uh, good luck to our uh, wingmen. They are at home tonight. They'll take on the Carolina Yankees. That just doesn't sound right, does it, Richard Clark? The Carolina Yankees? (laughs) Not really. Wait a minute. Does that mean those are uh, people, carpetbaggers, who came down from uh, the north and they just won't leave and go back home, which is what we want you damn Yankees to do? (laughs) <laughs> hey come down there's for a vacation. lot up here I, they, I, and especially down where you are down in moorhead city in carteret county that's for sure but uh but uh yeah uh, the wingman uh tonight against the carolina yankees at home t- thursday night at home versus river city skippers and then friday for the regular season home finale they will take on the marion swamp foxes 
These are some pretty cool names, aren't they, dude? Yeah, you got to love some of the names of these minor league teams. I'm telling you, dude. And then uh, they wrap up uh, their uh, regular season on Saturday in Reedsville as they'll take on the Reedsville Luckies, the L-U-C-K-I-E-S, dude. Where do you think they got that from, the Luckies? I'm not sure. Maybe the Lucky Strikes were they making cigarettes bad Dude, day? that's exactly – that's so funny. That's exactly what I was thinking about. you got to think in 2023 – it's not exactly kosher to be uh, advertising for cigarettes, is it? I don't know. No, no. They don't like it. Sure. Huh. Anyway, uh, but uh, support to Kenson Wingman over the next uh, three of the next four nights. And uh, let's uh, take them all the way to the playoffs. Richard Clark joining us. from As I said in my opening monologue, Rich, this is, uh, I don't think we've ever had quite a day of a Carteret County day like we've got today. We got you, as we always do on Tuesday. We love talking basketball with you and everything else that comes up. But, uh, man, J.J. Smith and Zach Nally from the uh, Paper Boys podcast uh, joining us and uh, in our second hour. We've already had Greg Clemens checking in from Swansboro. So, goodness gracious, dude, this is supposed to be a Kenston and Lenore County show and Good gracious, wow. it's been it's going to be an all Carteret County show today, dude. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you. Go. You know what, dude? I think. Well, no, I, I'm excited about having them. Uh, I was a guest on their uh, Paper Boys podcast. Did you get a chance to listen to it? I brought you up a couple of times. Yeah, I did. I heard it, uh, dude. That tell you what, for that to only be their third or fourth show, uh, they already have it pretty streamlined, dude. Yeah, they they're doing. They're trying to get it rolling, so. If you're out there, go on and give it a press and see what happens. There you go. Uh, check it out. The Paper Boys podcast. Uh, their latest one was with me. I wonder who's their guest going to be this week. Do you know? I do not know. Well, you know what? I guarantee they'll be able to tell me when they join me in the second hour today. What do you think? Yeah, you would think so. Hey, now, <laughs> uh, listen, uh, my regular Wednesday guest is a Carteret County native, too, just to show you the, how small the world is and all that. Uh uh, Michael Martin, he's a, like I said, he's a, uh, Carteret County native. And he, let me see. He told me to ask JJ and we, uh, had a little bit of, do you know what drum is? D R I M E drum. I do not. <laughs> Evidently it, it's a little blue, I guess. And since I don't know, I mean, I, I, that's one of the questions I'm supposed to ask them on the air when, uh, they join me. I don't know even know really what it was. I thought I would, uh, Thought I would ask you if you knew, and you're how many years have you been down with Carteret County News? And for people who uh, remember, you used to be with us with the Free Press up here in Kenston. Then you were uh, the Universal Desk Chair for uh, all the papers in Eastern North or the well, the Gannett and Gatehouse papers in Eastern North Carolina. Yeah. Uh, and now, but how long have you been in Carteret County? I've been here four years. So we're we're working on a on a five spot. <laughs> you like it down there, don't you? Yeah, it's pretty nice. Like I said, um, they do good work here. You don't get a lot of real community news anymore. Um, that's what this place is. That's all we do, really. The paper is wall-to-wall, Carteret County. Uh, you know, you, don't, you just don't get that anywhere else anymore. You really don't. No. I can. There's only two places in eastern North Carolina that I really consider you getting local news. And I got to tell you, man, I think Carteret County is number one where the news times. You pick up, and I told you that the last time uh, Linda and I were down in the uh, the Atlantic Beach area, we were having breakfast, and uh, I picked up a paper, dude. Just it was just to support you, Richard Clark. 
Uh, well, I appreciate it. Could you tell I did it? <laughs> no, but I should have. Yeah, but uh, but uh, well, there's a paper out on the Outer Banks that's good. Um, okay. Yeah, the, is it the Island Packet or an Islander or something like that? They're pretty good, and that's pretty local. Uh, I don't know about Wilson. I, I thought Wilson got bought, but I don't. They I don't may know. have, but the reason, and I cannot, and why am I having a brain fart, dude? The the man, the uh, editor there who used to be with, uh, uh, he was with us once upon a time. He's now the editor there, and he really is a uh, a, a first amendment a first amendment guy, and he's a local uh, local news guy. And of course, well, I know Randy Jones used to be there. Lindell K was at Wilson. Uh, all of them have run through there at some point since uh, getting that expunge of, of everybody. Yeah, yeah. We uh, we're not going to get into all that. I no. people Definitely on a beautiful people on a beautiful Tuesday, July morning don't want to hear. All right, let's do that then. <laughs> yeah, don't want to hear you and I be all bitter and everything about newspapers in uh, in 2023. So why don't we switch lanes and uh, hey, let's take a look at the uh, at the NBA. Uh, they've had yesterday it. and I, oh, I know you just, you can even hear it in your voice right there, dude. You just lightened up. Yay. Let's do it, man. NBA yeah, summer I, I've been, I've been all about the summer league, dude. You're all about uh, NBA in general, <laughs> man. And that's all good. Hey, you'll be able to tell us about, uh, the, the third guy off the bench for the Rockets or, I mean, let, let's talk about the Cleveland Cavaliers who, uh, won summer league last night. And when you go to ESPN.com, and yes, I know Summer League is part of their package, but with every, not that there's a whole lot of stuff going on. I guess we got Major League Baseball. Man, we had. did you watch any of Wimbledon, by the way, on Sunday? I did. I did. I watched the final. Well, let's put, a pin, final. Let's, let's put a pin in that because I want to talk to you a little bit about that. Because Yeah, I've got an interesting little observation on that at the end of that. Oh, I love it. Um, I love it. Well, we'll get well, to that in yeah. a little bit, but let's, let's talk basketball here real quick. Cleveland Cavaliers uh, finished their undefeated run through uh, Summer League last night with a 99-78 to win over the Houston Rockets, uh, and, and they win. Here's what got me. Did you see the trophy for Summer League? Yeah. How about dude. they get rings too? How about that? Oh my god! For six, how wins. crazy is that, dude? Six wins and they get a ring, man. Come on! Now I gotta ask yeah. you: Do the Cleveland Cavaliers that didn't play in it? You know, uh, I don't know. Uh, help me out here. Dude. Yeah, whoever whoever they sat. Uh, yeah, I don't know <laughs> no, how I'm that not works. Even talking about whoever sat, I'm talking about like the regular stars of the Cleveland Cavaliers. Do they get a ring? Or is it no, just the players? No, no. That's, okay, that's what I was yeah. wondering. That's what I was just, wondering. Just whoever was on the original roster, which is probably 20 deep because you know how they <laughs> kind of rotate guys in and out. Come yeah, on. it's a little bit absurd. Dude, their trophy is bigger than the World Cup soccer trophy. Okay? It looks yeah, like it's I don't about- even know. Seems like they would give everybody a smaller trophy. That way they could – because some of these guys, this is it. You know what I mean? They're not going to play anywhere else. So I really don't some have a problem them, with them getting Richard, up. You would know better than me. Some of them, I would think. Yeah, it, I did it, watch some summer league this year because you had me probably ninety percent. There you go. Probably there yeah. you go. Ninety percent of these guys are, are either headed overseas or or G League if they're lucky. If they're not lucky, they're going back to the bank or wherever they work. <laughs> or or wherever, like you said, wherever they're going. What does this mean tangibly? And, and I'm asking you as a basketball guy. And, Nobody watches NBA. Nobody watches summer league. Nobody watches hell, even G league more than you do, man. What 
does this mean anything? I mean, winning the summer league, do, what does this no. mean for the Cleveland Cavaliers and for the, uh, for the as Houston a team? Rockets? It means nothing. As a team, it means nothing. You're you're looking for your guys that you're invested in, and the off chance that you hit some random guy that turns out to be really good. That's really what you're looking for. And even if it's your guy um, that you invested in, you're really kind of ignoring the downs and you're just looking at the positives. You know what I mean? If, if, he, if you thought he was good going into the camp, then you, you can be, you know, you can reinforce that, but you're not going to just get rid of him if he didn't play well in summer league. On the flip side, if there's a guy you've never heard of and he comes out and plays really well, well, you'll probably invite him to camp. Huh. So you would know this better than anybody, and yes, I'm putting you on the spot here for this. And this is Richard Clark on the line with us uh, from uh, the Carteret County News Times. He's our NBA and hoops expert. Other than draft picks, who are expected to play, even Wimbayana played limited minutes in this. Uh, uh, the other guys, Scoo Henderson played in. Scoo played. They all did, really. Yeah, but this is here's my test question for you here, Rich. Other than the draft picks who are supposed to. Has there been a player that has come out of this that that surprised people and shocked people? Is there a, a name that we can look back on and say, hey, you know, this guy was undrafted, but he was invited to uh, Minnesota Timberwolves uh, uh, right. Summer League, and, you know, they were expecting him just to be a body, but no, he ended up making a name for himself, and he's in the NBA now. Has there – dude, has – I off the top of my head, and, of course, I have only 10% of the knowledge of the NBA and – summer league that you have rich but has there ever been that player that's come out and made a name for himself in summer league and gone on to have a good professional career well there have off the top of my head i'm, I'm blanking right now of course but there was there was there's been a couple in the last two years as a matter of fact okay that ended up on rosters and if people like i want to say like gabe vincent um you know played for the heat in the finals mm-hmm. i want to say he was one of them um there was another one who played for um, was it Reeves? Reeves might have been like that. The guy for the Lakers. Okay. Uh, he might have been a standout in summer league. There's been a, every year there's a guy or two that you go, whoa, okay. So maybe maybe this guy can play a little bit. Because um, what you're looking for if you're not the main guy is some consistency. Because, you know, they've got a guy every year that has a game here and a game there. But you're looking, can they can they keep moving forward? hitting shots and things like that because, you know, that's what the league is all about. And, uh, you know, good luck with that. So let me ask you this. Is it, how fine is the line or is it a giant chasm, a giant, uh, just gorge here between being a star in summer league and being a, and again, I'm not talking about win by Yana and Scoo Henderson and Brandon Miller and those top guys, rich. I'm talking about the guy that, you know, I uh, didn't get drafted, but so I, I tell you what, I'll give you a good experience or a good uh, example. Terquavian Smith, uh, mm-hmm. who, who left uh, NC State early, and, and played, played for, he played well. There you go. He played well. He played well yeah. for the 76ers. What does this say about him? Who wasn't drafted? Is there a chance he that he gets invited to the 76ers and maybe even to their camp and maybe even makes the team, dude? I, I think he's got a decent shot. Um, he's also, you know, when you're not the guy, it's it's all about situation. You know, does he have a skill set that that particular team needs? And in his particular case, which really, yes, if he can shoot the ball consistently, I think he can make that roster. Now, you know, he he's kind of up and down, 
and he was a little up and down in the summer league, but he did play well. So I think he'll at very least get an invite to camp um, and get an opportunity at that level. But there's a huge gap to go back to your original question. You know, we're talking about, you know, I I saw some interview with some kid that's getting ready to go play football for Georgia, University of Georgia, and he's talking about Georgia could beat an NFL team. Well, that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. (laughs) You know what I mean? And, no, no, and no, no, we make this mistake. That. Please expand on that because there's a lot of people. Man, I hear it all the time. Whoever the worst team is in the NFL, they would beat the crap out of – can I say crap? They would beat beat Georgia to death, put it yeah. that way. Yeah. These guys are pros for a reason. And in the NBA, it's even more magnified because your number of roster spots is so small. Uh, I always tell the story about Mark Averroni in summer league. I played against him when I was in high school. And at this point, he had just retired from the Jazz with his career averaging, what, six points a game? He <laughs> was a that, big bruiser. That, yeah, yeah, he was a big bruiser, if everybody remembers. He was there to knock you down if you went through the basket. Well, he had 45 in our game. Wow. Didn't miss anything from the round of free throw line. Didn't miss anything. And that's the difference. These guys are really good. And the further up you go on that chain, the, the harder that gets. Uh, one of the things I'm always worried about in summer league is, can these guys finish around the rim? Same with college. I have the same question. You know, because in NBA, if you're having a hard time finishing around the rim in college and, and the G League and uh, your Australian League or whatever, you're probably not going to be able to do it at all in the NBA. It's just the way it is. And that's because people like to say, Rich, and this is what drives me crazy, that, oh, there's no defense play in the NBA. You know, they don't play. (laughs) No, but I'm serious. You've heard it. You've heard it. I hear you laughing, but you've heard it too. Oh, they don't play defense in the NBA. That to me, and kind of what you were alluding to right there, Rich, that is the, dude, the best defense in the world is played in the NBA, isn't it? Absolutely. And look, if you're, if you're talking about a random Wednesday night game that they had back-to-back in Denver or something, okay, we might could say they don't play a lot of defense. But all I got to say is turn on the playoffs. And all, and I, and you and I have joked about this before when you were talking about, oh, I could take play with Jordan and shoot threes. <laughs> no, you couldn't. <laughs> the, the, way they, the way they close out is, is insane. It, it, you know – these guys are legitimately long. That's the number one. It's like the two sports that I've always thought, if you get on the sideline and actually stand on the sideline, you're like, holy cow, <laughs> are NBA and NFL. Yeah. You know, they are massive. And in NBA, they are incredibly long. And they will get to your shot before you get it off, I promise. Well, I still stand by at my best. And I'd say I hit my peak in uh, probably my late 20s, early 30s, okay? So – Jesus Christ, dude. We're going back to the late years 90s. Ago. Hey. Hey. <laughs> well, you're not far, you know. I can be mad about it, but you ain't wrong, okay? But I still stand by and shoot me down for what I'm getting ready to say here, Rich. But that, you know, if I'm off on one wing, which is like uh, how a lot of NBA teams play right now, and Jordan drove in, you know, he always drew that double team, dude. I mean, right. always. I mean, and sometimes even three guys would try to come in and stop him. Dude, I still feel like I could score 
10 to 12 points a game if, you know, Jordan drives in, draws my defender, and he just kicks it out to me, and all I've got to do is hit my you've, – you've seen my my little weak – well, it's not weak. I used to have a pretty good set shot, man, where my toes barely came off the ground. But, dude, I can hit that. <laughs> Quit laughing. <laughs> dude. But, however, the problem would be I'd have to go back down the court and defend somebody and don't think for a second that they wouldn't say, hey, uh, the fat guy over there – drive on him every time okay and well yes, i might let me say this i might score 10 to 12 points a game rich but i believe uh, i would probably give up 25 to 30 a game don't you think or more uh, probably more than that you probably give up more than that uh i again I, i'll go to my experiences i was i was defensive player of the year in my little deal in richmond and ranzino smith who was what average in college had 45 on me in the championship game at camp one year. So this is a different level. I pulled up on a 4-3 against Alonzo in a pickup game. He was standing <laughs> straddling the, the line in the lane, and he got to it. Wow. So uh, uh, the closeout is what I'm telling you. These the people don't understand. Oh, I could hit that. No, you couldn't. No, you couldn't. <laughs> because the first time he got a piece of it, you know, when you shot your three, now you're hesitating. Yeah, and he because was almost you know in you the can't lane. Get it he was almost in the lane right. when he started. Yeah, that's well, right. That's what Alonzo was that time. He was straddling the lane where the block is. I pulled up on the wing for a three, and he got a piece of it. Wow. Well, so I like one of the things you said, and this is going to be one of our summertime conversations, I'm sure. But I, I wouldn't mind touching it right now for a minute, dude. Is that uh, this is, and I know you and I've talked about. I don't think we've talked about it on the show, but I'm pretty. I know we've with all our late night conversations and me driving back and forth to Raleigh and you sitting waiting for a paper to come out years ago. I'm almost positive that we've had this conversation before, but I don't mind touching on it for a second. What sport could you and I right now, Richard, both of us uh, men of a certain generation, and our God, dude, I was about to say in our early 50s. Hell, dude, we're in our mid-50s, man. But let's say even at – well, you were a much better athlete than me, but let's just say when we were, you know, at the highlight of our uh, athleticism or whatever, what professional sport could we have played where we could have fit in the where you wouldn't really have noticed it as much? And, I'm, dude, I'm including basketball, football, baseball, oh. hockey – uh, for myself, I have an answer. I, I don't have an answer for you. I can't speak to what you would be able to put. <laughs> Hit me. For me, it would be probably only NASCAR, something like that. <laughs> Dude, you really seriously? Oh yeah, I think I could get out there and at least do you know come in thirty fifth. You know, I really believe that. That being said, the other ones, no man. These guys are so good. Again, uh, I use personal experience. I play. I used to be friends with a guy uh, that was basically a hippie at ECU. Well, he was from Florida. He had played junior tennis against Andre Agassi and Pete Sampras and Jim Currier. And I used to talk junk to him because I was pretty good. Yeah, you know, I yeah. played tennis in high school. He went out there and smoked me. You hear me? <laughs> the ball, look, the ball, and this is the difference in all of these sports. The ball, when he hit, it never went more than three inches above the top of the net God. when he returned it, ever. See, that's the difference. There's no such thing as tough. There's only trained and untrained. Yeah. And when you've been trained to do something at a high level, you're just better at it. You know, it's just like uh, taking pitch and batting practice against a real pitcher. How many do you really think you could hit? Oh, dude. You know what I mean? 
I have told you my Tommy John story before, right? Haven't I? Right, they all. I I don't, not on the air. Well, let's talk about it on the air because I don't think I've even talked about this before, but I used to uh, cover the, the Charlotte Knights uh, when I was in Charlotte working for the Gaston Gazette and uh, would string a little bit for teams that would come in from out of town. And uh, <laughs> what they did for the reporters uh, in the media one time, all the TV stations in Charlotte, you know, uh, the Charlotte Observer, us, four or five other newspapers, they would have a media day, which was very nice. It was at the beginning of the season. They would, uh, you know, feed us hot dogs and hamburgers, and they would let us go out and take batting practice against, uh, you know, one of the the pitchers or whatever. Yeah. They had uh, Tommy John, who at that time, dude, this is '98, dude. So how old? Is, I don't know. He was in a, in his fifties at least, dude. He had been out of the game for probably I don't, dude. He may have even been in his sixties, and which means, golly, dude, he's got to be seventy five or eighty now. Anyway, that's not the point. So, I mean, this old man, dude, and you talk about being your prom, I'm 28, 29 years old at the time, dude. Now, I never played baseball. Let me clearly say that too, okay? But Tommy John, this 60-year-old man or 65-year-old man, however old he was, gets up there and everybody wanted to take some swings against him. Oh, he was the radio guy. I should have told you that too. He was a color analyst for uh, the Charlotte Knights at the time. And, uh, that was one of the neat things. It's like, I've got to go to this. I want to take some, uh, some swings against Tommy. Dude, I couldn't touch him. 60 years yeah. old, man. And he threw that, a curveball. Well, dude, did you play baseball? Cause I never did when I was coming up. Uh, no, no, I was, I played, but I wasn't very good. <laughs> well, dude, I never even played. I played softball fast, slow pitch softball fast. Tells you anything. Thought I was a stud, man. And let me tell you, that son of a gun threw a curveball. The ball, I'm telling you, Richard, the ball was coming at my head. Okay. I don't, and, and then it wasn't, then it dipped down and it had to have been, it probably wasn't that fast. Again, a 60 year old man throwing what 65, 70 mile an hour, uh, curveballs probably dude is scared the bejesus out of me. Okay. I mean, and now again, let's just say this is a man who inv- do we know what Tommy John is famous for. Okay. Yeah. And I mean, he, well, go ahead. Yeah, well, all I was going to say was, I, you remember when we, I went with you to cover uh, the Jones senior football game. They were playing somebody and somebody small, of course. And we were on the sideline and we were prized probably 10 or 15 years ago. And uh, I said, you know, <laughs> I was thinking to myself, I think I could get out here and go with these <laughs> little kids. Cause they were little, you know what I mean? They were little. Let's be real. And the very next week I went home and my dad at that time was still doing the chain crew for our high school, our 4A high school in Richmond. And they were state champions. And those boys were much bigger and they were hitting. And I remember thinking, yeah, uh-uh. <laughs> they would break. I would, they would break my back. Well, so to back to your original point, there's not much that we could do. These, everybody likes to believe they could, but I'm here to tell you, you couldn't. You couldn't. You couldn't hit a fastball. You you couldn't go one on one, take Jordan off the dribble. You couldn't God. take, you know, you couldn't complete a pass in the NFL. You know what I mean? You couldn't do it. You think you could, but it looks. Put it this way: it's the difference between sitting and watching a race on TV and then standing by the gate when they take off or live. That's that's the difference. Yeah. On well, TV, they look like they're just going around the track. You go down there and get down there by the wall, and you find out quick that's not what's happening. Well, it was so funny with the race being in New Hampshire this past weekend. I was uh, 
you know, I have bragged to you, I'm sure, at some point or another. When uh, when Monty Dutton had his uh, heart attack back in '99, they uh, I got to be a NASCAR beat writer for like three months. I think I went to ten or eleven tracks in three months. I mean, I did, and it was honestly uh, one of the highlights of my career because I was a beat writer, like a, I was the 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 last guy right. on the bench. But uh, long story short. I got to, you know, when they sent me to uh, Brooklyn, Michigan, when they sent me to New Hampshire, when they sent me to Pocono, uh, I went to, actually, I covered a race in Richmond. I told you that. Uh, You know, I would fly everywhere or drive whatever, but I would have a rental car, and this is what they would let the media do when the race is all over and you're filing your story, whatever, and you're getting ready to leave. You know, your car is parked in the infield. They'd let you take a couple laps around the track. Yeah. Okay? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I yeah. remember being in Pocono and uh, going to one of those turns that are pretty a d- dramatic turn for a trioval. Uh, you know, you're going and dude, I did. I hit like 115, 120 in my little uh, whatever Nissan Altima uh, rental car, and you go in that turn and dude, the back end of it went around on me, and I almost went all the way around. I'm sitting there, and I'm only going 120, dude. With yeah. uh, like I said, with a rental car. Dude, it makes you respect what those guys do on the on. No, the they're they're not they're not out there doing nothing. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, it's it's definitely again. That's the only one I think I could even think about doing. All the rest of them, uh, even golf. I mean, those guys oh, are so gracious, good. Yeah. Well, I was you asking know. about which one could you and like I said, I think we had this conversation. Which sport could you suit up for? I mean, as as a you know a regular yeah. person. And then be out on the court, field, whatever, rink, whatever, and fit in the best, and no one really noticed that you were out there. And the only one I can think of, and I really think we could do, and I think we could, is Major League Soccer, dude. I mean, I think if you put us, uh, not a midfielder, not a forward, but maybe back at defense, yeah, we would get scored on every time, I'm sure. But but I think you could hide somebody on a, on a soccer pitch Better than you could. Well, you definitely couldn't in football, dude. I mean, all positions are important. I don't know, man. As, as soon as they start moving a little bit, and you're having a stroke out there in left field, <laughs> like you said, know, dude, on I'm the pitch. I'm not talking about the shape. Dude, dude, dude. I'm not talking about the shape we're in right now where if I ran up and down a basketball court twice. I'm telling you, Rich, I know for a fact. If I ran up and down a basketball court twice right now, dude, I, I would fall apart. I mean, I think body, I would body parts this. would fall off my body, dude. Uh, I would say this, and you know I'm not a soccer fan or football, whatever you want to call it, per se. But I have enough respect to realize that it, in professional sport, there there's something to being there. You're not just there because you're, you know, you know somebody. Um, and I suspect that there's some tricks in soccer that the really good ones got that, you know, the other ones don't. Yeah. You know, American soccer doesn't realize. Yeah, I think that's the difference in American soccer and national, international soccer is I don't think we're we're good enough. I don't think we have the coaches and so forth that are good enough to understand the the top level. You know what I mean? We're like triple A. Are we? Well, maybe I, even I, double A. I, yeah. I swear, Rich, that's what I was. Yeah. Did you hear what Ronaldo said about the Saudi league? Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I, he's just trying to sell his league, you know. Whatever, dude. I know. He needs to I go just saw somewhere that. Yeah, exactly. Well, he's, what, 37, 38 now. But anyway. Okay. Hey, before we get away, dude, I can't believe it's uh, nine minutes to the top of the hour. How does this time go away, man? Yeah. We've been going for 30 minutes. Uh, but I did want to put a wrap on Summer League. Uh, and again, I, just to remind people, 
I won't. I will not be talking to Rich again here on there until August eighth. How about that, dude? Oof! Wow. <laughs> for a- You're like Bill Simmons. You can just take six <laughs> months off. Don't you think that is ironic, though, that he and I both are taking off at the same time? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway. More ironic that y'all both can do it. <laughs> hey, hey. Well, dude, radio, man. That's right. You need to get into radio, dude. Right? There, there's uh, there's actually more. Dude, there's actually there's more money yeah, in radio yeah, than yeah. there is in, in newspapers right now, okay? Oh, I'm I'm sure. And if they give me a chance show, I'd probably do it because, you know. <laughs> Heck, you because I'm sure you're absolutely right. Weeks, dude. Yeah, there is. <laughs> anyway, let's put a wrap on Summer League. What did you find out? And let's start with Wimbayana, who you've been banging that drum now for a year and a half with him. Uh, Scoo Henderson, uh, Brandon Miller, everybody, dude. What is Richard Clark taking out of the 2023 Summer League? Uh, Scoo to win Rookie of the Year. What? Unless he gets hurt. What? Yeah. Scoo to win Rookie of the Year unless he gets hurt. Wow. Um that's that's my number one takeaway. My number two takeaway is you can see the difference in guys in their second year, and you know it's amazing. Really, look at Jabari Smith. He looked like a completely different player this summer league as opposed to the last summer league. He was going into his second year now, and he looked like a man amongst boys. And it's just amazing how that. You know, how that happened. I was going to add, dude, so, break it down. Why did that happen? I'm with you. I'm absolutely 100% with you. A lot of times you don't see players that are past their second year playing in summer league. And you're right. that it does, They do look like varsity taking on JV yep. the second year, guys. Why yep. Why is that? I think, one, it's if they put in the time. Because now you're doing this for a living. And I think if you have some sense, then you work for, you do, you really work out. And I'm not just talking about lifting weights. Obviously you do that, but it's the other stuff, the skill stuff. And you get to understand how fast the game is. So everything will slow down a little bit as you get more used to it. And you can kind of see it. The decision-making is not so erratic, uh, things of that nature. Cause it's, it's a frantic pace. Uh, once you, that's the real difference. And I think every sport, the higher up you go, the faster it is. And that's why the people that are able to slow it down become professionals. Look at Tom Brady. Yeah. I mean, you know, how slow must everything have been moving in his head when in reality, most 99.9% of quarterbacks cannot handle that pace. So that's the real difference. Well, that it is. Like you said, when they invite Chad Holmgren's us, another one. Dude, I, bro, expand on him a little bit. What kind of season do you think he's going to have after having a chance to see him in summer league? Numbers-wise, I don't know that he'll put up some eye-popping numbers, but what he's going to mean to that particular team defensively with what they already have on the board, you may be looking at a sizable jump for Oklahoma City from where they were. They were borderline playing last year. Um, they, You may be looking at a 60 or 5 seed from them wow. because they've already got a legitimate MVP player and as long as he doesn't take a step back, now you're adding Holmgren. And and he looked great defensively, great. Offensively, a little rusty, but you, that's to be expected. But defensively, he looked really good. So, what, about, what about Wimbayana? What did you, you know, a, a guy that everybody already has penciled in. Well, everybody already wrong has that penciled go. in as, you know, being the rookie of the year. That's the reason it shocked me so much when you said that about Scoot. Nah, he, he won't put those numbers up that Scoot's going to put up. Okay. And um, he'll have his moments. He'll have nights where his jump shot's going and he's going to get 30. 
because you can just tell by how he shoots it. You know, I always tell people, you can tell some people just, you know how you watch a baseball player and all of a sudden his swing just looks different. Yeah. Um, I was watching my guy, Otani, my, for my angels who are absolutely terrible, but he hit one the other night. It ended up being a foul ball, but on the TV, you could hear the difference. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like that with, with his jump, Victor's shot. When Viano's jump shot, it's just, it just looks like it's supposed to. You know what I mean? So um, there's going to be nights where that's going in for, you know, consistently, and he's going to put up pretty good numbers. I suspect because of his weight and all that kind of stuff and his strength and all that, that he's going to be pretty inconsistent this year. But that's to be expected. But he, he's going, he's fine. He, he's going to end up with a decent, a decent career. This, I mean, a decent season. It just won't be what everybody's thinking. Because, you know, LeBron came in like Scoot. He looked like a 30-year-old. You know, when LeBron was 18, he looked like he was 30. Scoot's the same way. So he's ahead of the curve. And I don't mean that in any, you know, some guys just mature quicker than others. Well, I, again, what are you going to do now, dude? You don't have basketball now until what? Uh, camps begin oh, in September, yeah. I guess. So, dude, yeah, you, I've so got that's some, two I'm, months away. What are you going to do? I know NFL's coming up, obviously. Yeah, I've, I've got some boxing matches to get me through until the 25th <laughs> of July. Um, I'm, I, you know, as you know, I love boxing. Uh, and then I've got, you know, the NFL camp started in July. So, got to give me your first week of preseason. Then I'll be over preseason football. Uh, so, hopefully we can get through that. But it's a long, dark summer now. <laughs> well, come on, man. you got Major League Baseball. You've got uh, NASCAR. I watch my guy with Connie. And, I, and you know I watch all the races. I know, man. Did you watch yesterday's? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Of course. I don't like New Hampshire, though. I hate those flat tracks. Yeah. That's why I don't like Richmond. Yeah. Uh, I don't like those. I just don't think they serve the purpose, but what do I know? Well, I like the bank ones like Bristol. What did you think about Chicago a few weeks ago? Like the street race. I think, yeah. the the That has the same problems that road courses do. The, uh, the cars are just not really set up for a lot of passing. Uh, and we already have got problems with passing because of the aero packages. And so it's, it just becomes whoever gets out front can kind of run away. It's like Formula One. Uh, and it makes me nervous that it's going to that because it's not as fun to watch if you can't challenge the leader at all. If all the lead changes are happening in the pits, then there's a problem with your product. Yeah. At least in my eyes. No, 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 no. Uh, I agree with you wholeheartedly on that part. Although I just I liked the uh, the optics of it. I guess is it just I, uh, I didn't mind it. Yeah. And you know my, my my parents watch it and they're old school, so they don't like it. But you know the best race I've watched over I don't know the last five years. A couple of years ago they had a race. I want to say it was up in New York somewhere at one of the road courses for the Xfinity, right? But it was raining. So they had to go out there with the wipers and the and the rain tires. And I'm gonna tell you what, I enjoyed watching that. <laughs> I know that the pure purists will probably hate it, but I actually enjoyed that. So I, I anyway, have no problem with it either. Did loot wanted to get some Wimbledon talk in. We talked to Panicelli yeah. about it a little bit yesterday. Uh, I did see the highlights. I mean, in the interest of full disclosure, I'm not going to try to act like I got up and and watched the the Wimbledon men's final. But I tell you what. 
some pretty excited the, from the highlights I saw and went five sets. It was high level. Just high, like, high tell level. everybody a little bit about it. Well, as most of anybody knows, tennis knows, we went through a period with Federer and Nadal and Nadal, and um, I'm leaving somebody out. But um, the tennis was high level stuff. And then uh, Jovic came in. And what's this guy's name? I can't remember his. I can't say it right. The guy um, that just won? The, the, no, the guy that's number one. Oh, Djokovic. Uh, uh, Novak. Novak. Yeah, Novak Djokovic, yeah. That's it. Yeah, and he's been pretty dominant, really, over the last four or five years since Federer retired and the doll's been hurt. But there's a 20-year-old Spanish kid who won his first major last year in, in the U.S. Open, and then he just beat him on grass. And this kid, obviously, he comes from Spain, and if you follow tennis – those people tend to be good. Those players tend to be good on clay and things like that, not necessarily grass, which is really fast. And this kid just beat uh, Novak on grass. Well, what I noticed was I think you could see it in Novak, who's number one in the world or was. Um, I could think you could see it on his face that he realized, uh-oh, this might be it. That, that you know, that same thing he did to Federer and Nadal – I think he might have saw it because they, it was a high-level match. And this kid, time after time after time, you know, and obviously the kid's got to do it again or, or it's just a flash in the pan. But time after time, this kid came up with the answer. Impressive stuff is all I can say. And he's 20. He can't even 20. legally drink in the United States right that, now. That's he's my 20. point. I, 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 I told my girlfriend, who knows absolutely nothing about any of this, yeah. and just kind of looked at me like I was an idiot when it was happening. I said, you see that? And she goes, what are you talking about? I said, I think he knows. I think he knows he just passed the, passed the torch because you could kind of see it on his face that he was thinking, dang, you know. And he, he went on to say something like, you know, uh, I, you were pushing me really hard on clay and, and hardcore but I kind of had you on grass, but now you beat me on grass. So I think he kind of came to that realization. Well, I I got to tell you, and and I'm I'm going to probably whisper this, but matches like that. Oh, I I got to mention this too. You're you're big on Twitter and on uh, social media, dude. It was Wimbledon Twitter all Sunday morning. That was crazy. I slept in, and uh, when I woke up, you know, I always you know pull the phone over and you know check out what's going on in the world and all that, dude. And it was like, I mean, I'm talking about my NBA people that I follow, uh, my basketball people, my football people. They're all tweeting about Wimbledon. And I'm like, what in the heck is going on here, dude? Well, again, it really did capture me, the imagination, me, didn't it? Well, let me be clear. It was high level. It wasn't just in the Wimbledon final. This was high level. This was going back to when Federer and Nadal would play those high level, you know, matches at the French Open or whatever. This was really, really high-level tennis. It, it's, I guess the best way to put it for, for everybody is nobody actually lost this turn tennis match. Somebody won it. Yeah. You know what, you know I, what I mean? There's a difference. I absolutely know what you mean, and there is a and, and yeah. That's what this was. It was really high-level stuff. I missed the first set and a half, and uh, after that, it was, <laughs> I mean, high-level, man. I, I was impressed. It just, you know. Anytime you can watch something at its highest level, you kind of know it when you're in the moment. Uh, you don't see it a lot in sports. You just don't. When when both sides are playing at a really high level, you know, 
what's the think about it? When's the last football game that you saw where both teams were at a really high level? The Chiefs and the Bills a couple years ago. Yeah, what was that game? Was it? I think it wasn't it. The Chiefs and the Bills that they exchanged the lead something like yeah. four times. In yeah, the, like the, four times in the last five minutes there or something. You go. Yep, I, that would yeah, be that, it. That's yeah. what I'm talking yeah. about. You, you you just you get the opportunity a lot, but you rarely get it when both sides are at a high high level. You just don't. Um, you know, every sport, boxing, you get these two great champions together, but rarely are they both in top form. Uh, it's so it was, it was really something. It was one of the higher skill level tennis matches I've watched. And I've watched a fair amount going back, you know, as you can probably tell from my basketball days, McEnroe was one of my favorite athletes. I have no, so. I have no problem acknowledging <laughs> that. Listen, Richard Clark, Carteret County news times, Carolina coast online.com. Anything you want me to tell JJ and Zach is I'm going to get them up here on the uh, line in a couple minutes. Just, just tell them to keep doing what you're doing. Very good. Listen, we will talk. We're like I said, we're off here for a, a couple of weeks. We'll see you back on uh, August the eighth, dude. All right, tell the boys I said hey. I definitely will. Thanks a lot, Rich. All right. Thanks, there you, there you go. That's Richard Clark from the Carteret County News Times, Carolina Coast You just heard our tease there. We're going to get JJ Smith and Zach Nally on from uh from the same paper from the Carteret County News Times Carolina Coast Online.com. But they also have a new podcast called uh the Paper Boys Podcast. It's uh very entertaining. I've enjoyed listening to it. I was actually honored to be a guest. But they'll be joining me when we come back in the second hour of the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College. <laughs> 